Hi, this is Jamie Crawford, Worldwide Evangelist with Breakthrough Ministries, pastor of Epicenter Church in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Thanks for downloading our Wow God podcast. Make sure to subscribe to get our latest podcast. We appreciate your partnership. It helps keep our ministry going. We hope you enjoy our podcast. God is doing an amazing work. We just need to watch Him. And we need to start praising Him. The Bible says it's by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony that lives are changed. Hallelujah. When things don't work out the way you want them to, believe that God has something better that you can't fully see right now. You know that God is in control. I, I want somebody to hear this word today. God is in control of your situation. Because it brings me to the title of the message that I'm getting ready to speak today. A triumphal entry. The triumphal entry. As we celebrate today's Palm Sunday, what Palm Sunday is all about is the triumphal entry of our Master. Of the Master, of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. As the Word of God says, every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord of all. Uh, there's a triumphal entry that is about to happen. I, I just want to speak this today, and it, I know this isn't even in my notes, but the Holy Spirit is speaking this over somebody's family today. God is about to send forth a triumphal entry into your family. God is about to perform a miracle today in your family. In the name of Jesus, there's a triumphal entry that is about to invade your family, your household, everybody that is in contact with you. God is about to enter in. Yes. Come on, sometimes we just got to open up and say, God, I'm ready. I'm ready for this triumphal entry. God, today I'm ready for the miracle to happen. God, today is the day of miracles. When you don't understand it, just trust God. Just as Iris just said, you got to trust the process. May not make sense in your life right now, but just trust the process that God has got you through. It takes the baby steps. It takes Maya. It takes you just coming to church and they're going to follow you in. Uh, Marnie, get ready. It just takes you coming to church. And you, what ends up happening is the curiosity begins to happen. I'll, I'll never forget, I was a youth pastor in, in Kingfisher. And, and uh, I'll never forget, uh, I, I had these young people. And every time the young people would come to our youth service, they got baptized in the Holy Ghost. I mean, every service, we called it the upper room, and every service, these young people would get baptized in the Holy Ghost. And some of them we had, and I talked to you about it a couple weeks ago when Pastor Debbie was here on a Thursday night. One of her daughters got so drunk in the spirit that, that we had to, they, their, uh, the dad calls and says, where's my daughter at? I said, you're going to have to come get her out of our youth room because she's drunk. And she's like, what? 
He's like, what? I said, yeah, he, she's drunk in the spirit. And they, they went and got her and, and took her home. And that night, they had revival at their house because God totally changed their, her life. We had another instance that, that happened with the, with the young people. They got baptized in the Holy Ghost. And this dad finally came to a Wednesday night service and said, I got to find out. I've been searching where, what's been going on with my kids because when we moved from Texas up here to Oklahoma, my kids were having D's and F's in school. But something turned around in the last three months and I couldn't figure it out what the difference was. And the difference was this. He said, this is the last source that I have. And, and the pastor asked him, what do you mean? He says, well, my kids came, we, they were making D's and F, and now they're making A's and B's. Now they're cleaning their, cleaning their room without being asked. They're taking out the trash without being asked. They're doing the dishes without being asked. They're walking in love. And we couldn't find out where it was at. And they found out it was at the church where their life got changed around. And God filled them with the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, people will have the curiosity to find out what happened. And that night, that man, coach, came in. And he was a little sauced. He was a little drunk in the flesh. He had been drinking and he came. And it just so happens I was preaching that night. And I laid, I called this man out and I laid hands on that man. God delivered him. Come on. I, I, I saw the alcohol sweat out of his body. Literally saw it. We all saw it. He was in a puddle of sweat. And when he got up, his eyes weren't glazed anymore. They were sparkling because God came in. There was a triumphal entry that came in. Come on, I'm speaking this over your family right now. I'm speaking this over your family right now. There was a triumphal entry that entered into that man that night. And God set him free. He was saved, delivered, and healed. Just like his kids. If God can do it for him, he's going to do it for your family. He's going to do it for your family. He's going to change everything. Triumphal entry. In Luke chapter number 19 and verse number 35. Sorry for the long intro. We're just watching God. We just <laughs> That's what they did right here in the scripture. They watched God. Luke chapter 19 verse 35 and 40. They brought it to Jesus through their cloaks on the, uh, on the colt. And put Jesus on it. As he went along, people spread their cloaks on the road. When he came near the place where the road goes down to Mount, Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of dis, uh, disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. 
some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, he replied, if they kept, keep quiet, the stones will cry out. They came because they knew he was the man of miracles. He was the God of miracles. This Palm Sunday, it is really funny to stop and think about it. The one week Jesus was held as the greatest person, even then, just five days later, he was beaten in the courtyard of Pilate, Pontius Pilate and crucified on the cross. It is amazing how people can change so quickly. They can change so quickly. See, Jesus was headed into Jerusalem during Passover. This was a major celebration. Everyone and their families would have been in town. You know how Christmas is. Everybody comes at Christmas time. Uh, this would be so much the same in that town that day. The anticipation of a great miracle worker coming with overwhelming power. He was about to enter in. Today we're going to look at some of the events and how, how it happened when Christ rode on the donkey into the town. How he made his entrance. Number one, the respect of the people. There was respect of the people. Throwing their cloaks and on the colt was, was not meant because it was hot out. It was meant to give Jesus a cushion when he rode on the donkey. When they came near to the city of Jerusalem, there was tons of people out there to cheer for Jesus. Now, I want you to see something. Uh, back then, they didn't have a Facebook event page to announce Jesus was, uh, was coming. They didn't have Twitter. They didn't have Instagram. They didn't have Snapchat to keep you informed. They didn't have billboards all around saying, Jesus the Messiah is coming. Uh, they didn't have cell phones that everybody could text everybody and say, hey, we all need to go come and see the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We need to bring our palm branches and, 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 and our cloaks and throw him at the ground so that he can cross over. There wasn't any of that. The only way they could have known that Jesus was coming was by word of mouth. Sometimes that's the only way people can get into the church is by word of mouth. By the, by the what? Watch God. By watching God, watching what God has done in your life, how God has changed your life. If you're not making an impact on people, it's because God hasn't made an impact on you. 
What has he done for you lately? I mean, we've heard some reports already of how God, I mean, we've heard reports for, on, on JC, how God, the first time he came to Epicenter Church, got healed his body. And you're still walking in that healing power today. I'm just supposed to declare that over you again. You're healed. Hallelujah, you're healed. Uh, Sometimes we need that declared over our lives again, that we're healed to remind us from where we came from. Because when Jesus changes your life, you're going to tell everybody about it. I, I remember the day, the hour, the moment, the minute that Jesus came in and changed my life. September 17th, 1988. In a McDonald's drive through in El Reno, Oklahoma at 11 o'clock at night. He came in and changed my life forever. To God be the glory. We need to have some God moments like that. You're about to experience some God moments like that. You're about to celebrate with your family members with God moments like that. Where they're not going to forget the day, the hour, the time, the moment that Jesus came in and entered into their life. These people, they respected. They respected Jesus. They got together. They, they, I mean, they just went from one side of the crowd to the other and said, Cassie, Jesus is coming to Jerusalem. And the word began to spread. Marnie, Jesus is coming to Jerusalem. David. Jesus is coming. And all of a sudden, the word began. Pam, Jesus is coming to Jerusalem. We got to be prepared. Coach, tell your team, Jesus is coming to Jerusalem. It happened by word of mouth. And by word of mouth, there was respect that came out of that. And so everybody kept coming. Everybody kept coming in. And they surrounded that place. And what did they do? They praised the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. They praised Jesus for the miracles that they had seen. They praised Him for all those miracles. I mean, they seen blinded eyes open. They seen people get up off of a mat right by Bethesda. They experienced that. See, when you see a miracle, you'll never forget it. Let me just say that again. When you see a miracle that God has performed, you'll never, ever forget it. I don't care how far away from God you get. Come on, is anybody hearing this? How far away from God you get, you're never going to forget an experience with the king. You're never going to forget the experience with the king. Uh, uh, we was just doing a revival in Montrose, Colorado uh, a couple, couple months ago. And, and the, one of the, uh, the daughters of the pastor uh, and his wife came up to Iris and I and said, I still remember the youth camp that you guys did over by Denver, Colorado. She said, 
It was one that we have never experienced before because they had an encounter with God. Now, at youth groups, at youth camps, usually they do all kinds of pranks. Come on. And they do... But we were in such a moment with God that through that youth group, through that youth camp, there was not one prank, there was not, no altercations, no problems at all with any of the young people because they were seeking God and the anointing came in to that youth camp. These kids would not leave the altars at night. We were at 1.30 in the morning praying over these young people. They, they said, we never will forget that moment when we experienced God, when God, when Jesus entered into our youth camp. It changed everything. Can I tell you today, when Jesus enters in to your family, just as Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Come on, somebody needs to declare that over your house. Oh, well, my kids have grown and, and they're away. It don't matter. It don't matter. They, they're still in your house. They're still in your house. These people respected Jesus. When you enter His presence with praise, that's what they did. When Jesus came in, all they did was praise Him. Come on, we need to get back to praising God. We need to have a praise moment. When you enter His presence with praise, He will enter your circumstances with power. I feel like I need to say that again. When you enter into His presence with praise, He will enter your circumstances with power. Because the moment your eyes get off of your circumstances and on Him, when you're totally devoted to praising Him, that's exactly what they did. They didn't care what the Pharisees said. They just kept on praising. They just kept on praising. They just had a moment with God in praise. And they were praising the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And when they did, He showed up with great power. He showed up with great power. We need to show God some respect. We need to bring respect back to the church. We need to... What the world needs today is... They need the fear of God back in them. We need the fear of God. I mean, that's what the word says. Fear the Lord. Well, what does he mean by that? Fear the Lord. Am I supposed to be afraid of God? No, you're not supposed to be afraid of God. But you need to be afraid of the things that you do in front of God. What you do on Saturday night. And what you do on Sunday morning. You come in and, and you ask God to forgive you what you did on Saturday night. Because what you did on Saturday night wasn't good. 
But you've got to have that change. You need to fear the Lord because when you, when you leave on Saturday afternoon and you go home, you need to have the fear of the Lord inside of you. Where whenever you go out, get ready to go out on Saturday night, you have a, you have a question in your mind. Should I do this or should I not? You know, you kind of got that, those voices on your shoulders. You know, the, you remember the old cartoons where the angel was on one side and the devil was on the other side? Which one are you listening to? We need the fear of God back in our life. Because when we get the fear of God back in this world, this world will be turned upside down. Revival will break out. You look like you need the second point. Number one, the respect of the people. Number two, the reaction of the Pharisees. There was a reaction of the Pharisees. Along with the people, they were cheering for Jesus. There were also the Pharisees. These were, these were worse than the opposing team's fans on the other team. They were worse. I mean, you, you know how you have your, your football stadiums and... And especially the OU Texas game, you know, it's, it's split half and half, you know. The opposing team wants to see their team win. And, and that's exactly what the Pharisees were like. They were yelling just as loud as what they were yelling whenever they were praising and worshiping Jesus. And they wanted them to stop, they wanted to shut their mouth. But God. Hmm. They hated Jesus. They hated everything that he stood for. They hated all the miracles that had happened. They didn't like him at all. They didn't like him at get-go. Why? Because he was bringing love. He was bringing joy. He was bringing peace in the Holy Ghost into that, into that city. They finally came up with the idea of saying that it is out of order. And that Jesus should shut his disciples up. In verse number 39, this is what they said. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. Some questions are, do we, re do we react the same way as the Pharisees? We often get upset because something is happening and we're not a part of it. We get an idea that if we are not a part of it, then it is not worth it. This is done out of jealousy. We, can, we cannot have jealousy. We all should be serving the same God. We need to support these movements of God. No matter if we are involved or not. That will make the body of Christ become what it is supposed to be. Rather than trying to hurt it all the time. We need to just walk in God's love. And walk in His power. When, everybody, when the world's trying to tell you, don't talk about Jesus, you need to take a stand. <laughs> you need to take a stand. I, I, I like the conversation I heard before church with Aunt Miss Andrea and Miss Debbie. 
Miss Debbie was saying, I've learned so much in prayer from you, Miss Andrea. Because one of my co-workers at work said, hey, I'm not feeling very well. And, and she said, well, we're just going to pray for you. We'll, be, we'll, we'll put you on our prayer list. And then she said, a Holy Spirit came up inside of her of what Miss Andrea said. And Miss Andrea, one of her sayings is, don't wait to pray later, pray right now. And so Miss Debbie said, hey, wait a minute. We need to come in agreement right now. We need to pray for this situation right now. And we need to take authority over it right now. We don't need to wait till later and forget about it. That's what we do. We forget about it. She did it right then and there. And not only did she, but there was another woman of faith that came over because she heard it. She said, I, I want to come in agreement too. Next thing you know, there's three. The Bible says all you need is two or three gathered in my name. And I'm right there in the midst. I'm about to enter triumphantly into your situation because you have a request and I'm going to be all ears and I'm going to send forth my healing power. And that's exactly what she did. She started praying over right then. She didn't wait. Come on, church, we need that as an example. We don't need to wait. We need to pray right then. It don't matter you're right in the middle of the Walmart Supercenter. McDonald's drive through It don't matter. That teller might need it. She's having a bad day or he's having a bad day. It wasn't because of that one young lady coming knocking on my door in a McDonald's drive through a couple years ago. My life would have never been changed. Instead, we let the Pharisees try to shut us up. We just need to have some boldness. Praise God. You need, you need my third point. I can see it. I know you guys. I know you guys. Number one, the respect of people. Number two, the reaction of the Pharisees. And number three, the response of Jesus. Can I tell somebody today, Jesus has the last word. <laughs> I don't know what your situation is, but Jesus has a last word on your situation. He has the last word today. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad that he has the last word? He has the last word. This is one of my favorite verses right here. Luke chapter number 19 and verse number 40 when Jesus speaks up. He says, I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. If they keep quiet, the stones are going to cry out. I don't know about you, but I don't want a stone to cry out for me today. No stone's going to speak for me today. And Jesus said it. He had the last word. Uh, Jesus has the last word of your situation. Jesus has the last word of whatever you're going through today. He wants you to know today, His last word is yes and amen. 
To God be the glory. God's about to turn it all around for His glory. He has the last word. So watch God. Watch God. We're going to have some more watch God moments. We're going to have some more watch God moments. That's what we're going to call it. Watch God. We're going to have some more watch God moments. I just got to say this again, and I say, say it time and time again. Epicenter is the place above an earthquake. And the earthquake is about to erupt. And that earthquake, David, is revival. And revival is about to explode upon this city. And it's going to flow upon this nation. And it's going to come from right here. And everybody's going to have to explain how to get to this location. Just like Maya had to explain. Rick had to explain to Maya. Here's where it faces. It's on Google Maps if you want to try to find it that way. You have to give them the location and and hopefully our signs will direct them the right direction. But when people begin, when the revival begins to break out and it's about to happen right now, we're going to have some watch God moments. Where that's all the service is going to be. Where people are going to be up here. I say, I'm just prophesying this. You know what I'm doing? I'm prophesying this over your family, JC. I'm prophesying this over your situations. I'm prophesying over this healing that you need today. Because next week you're going to be up there saying, guess what God did for me? Guess what God did for me? Isaac and Cassie, guess what God did for me? You're going to be able to brag on God. You're going to be saying, watch God. Uh, uh, Let me tell you. Let me tell you what my pastor said. He said, just watch God. Watch Him. Watch Him. Watch Him. Watch what He is about to do. I I believe we're going to get, I'm going to get text messages after text messages this week on what God's done for you. So text message me what God is doing for you. Because there's a watch God moment that's about to happen to the epicenter. And when the revival erupts, I remember back in the day when Mount St. Helens erupted. Every eyeball was on the TV because they wanted to see where the lava was going to be poured out and how high it was going to go in the air. Everybody wanted to see and how many people were going to be affected by it. The revival that is about to hit this city is going to be bigger than Mount St. Helens. And there's going to be more people that are going to want to watch our Facebook Live. Our, there's going to be news people that are going to come in just to t- want to see what's going on. Is this really real? And you know what we're going to say? We're not going to shut up. Because we're not going to have a rock cry out for us. We're going to praise Him. We're going to praise Him. We just come to give Him praise. We come to watch God in this moment. 
Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I don't want to rock to do my job. I don't want to rock to do my job. The, the respect of the people, the reaction of the Pharisees, and the response of Jesus. Ain't no rock going to cry out for me. And no Pharisee going to shut me up. Come on. I want some holy boldness today. How many need some holy boldness in this Palm Sunday morning? Thanks for listening. We hope you will stay connected by subscribing to our podcast and becoming a partner to our ministry. Go to BreakthroughEvangelism.com for our evangelism ministries and EpicenterChurchOK.com to connect with our church. Be sure to follow us on all our social media platforms. We want you to be blessed.